Boom. Welcome back, everybody. Today's guest is, his name is Yazid Yazin, one of my really good friends. We met a, a little bit a while ago as well. Um, we met at his shop a long time, well, a little bit ago. And after that, we just kicked it off. Let me introduce a little bit of Yazid. Yazid is dedicated to becoming the best version of himself, healing as much ancestral trauma and karma as possible in this lifetime. He's passionate about assisting others in doing the same. He is a father. He is an innovator. He is an entrepreneur. He is a kind, beautiful soul. And I'd like to introduce you all to him now. So let me bring in Yazid. Begin. Hello there, Mr. Yazid. Hello. Nice to see you. Nice to see you likewise, brother. Always a pleasure. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. So um, I gave a little bit of introduction about you. And if you can, tell us a little more about yourself. Okay. So I guess like you said, you know, I... Um, you know, I'm, I'm a father, I'm a husband, I'm a business owner. Um, and, you know, one of the most amazing things uh, about, um, you know, living these present moments these days is that we really can have it all. Um, I think in the past, we had to choose uh, between the different roles that we can fill in our lives. But with, with all this abundance of information and, and energy showering upon us, um, we get to have it all if we really want to. Um, and, and the most beautiful thing about it is, is um, it's all linked together. You know, um, my passion for becoming the best version of myself is something um, that I can easily apply to my role as a father, to my role as a husband, to my role as a business owner. Um, I, you know, I, I, and I've watched you know some of some of the other videos that that you've been doing and, and first thing i just want to thank you for for putting this together um you know you, you you're amazing at that you know like I, I always think about talking about uh the things that i've go you know go through but i never um get around to doing it and i love the way that you just have this energy where you come in and you're like listen you know we're gonna do this we're gonna go live we're gonna talk about this um, and, and I'll, and I'll mention a little bit, you know, later about, um, how you played a, a direct role in inspiring me to bring a dream to, to reality that had been in my heart for such a long time. But, you know, for me, I guess my awakening moment, um, um, didn't come from trauma or from, from a life changing experience. It came from lack. I, I was going through a period in my life where I felt like I was living in lack. Uh, and when I mean lack at the time, uh, it was more financial lack than anything else. And I started, you know, seeing all these books come out about how you can manifest abundance in your life and how you can have anything that you want. And I think initially, um, you know, funnily enough, my um, kind of call to, to, to spirituality was uh, out of an egoic um, um, need to have more in my life. I, I started picking up those books and reading them because I wanted to be able to buy everything that I wanted. I wanted to uh, be able to, you know, um, buy the car of my dreams <laughs> and have, you know, all these um, material things that I wanted, which, which I believed at the time would, would make me feel happier. And that was honestly 
uh, my motivation at the time. I wanted to manifest material abundance in my life. Um, and obviously, you know, um, that's not how it worked out. So as I started to, you know, make those intentions and, and find out a little bit more about what it is that I wanted to do, I, I figured that uh, it wasn't really about manifesting more, but it was more about being happy with where you are in life. And, and I also learned that abundance wasn't material. In fact, it had nothing to do with, with the material aspect of life. Abundance was just uh, being able to recognize how blessed and grateful we are in each and every single present moment. Um, so that was my initial call. It, it was really uh, more egoic, uh, more material. Uh, but as I got uh, you know, deeper and deeper into the material and the content, I realized that there was a lot more to it. Mm. Um, and, um, you know, I've been very blessed and grateful that um, I've been able to anchor, um, you know, my, my passion for spirituality into my everyday life. And I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned is that we have to start where we are um, and just anchor as much of, you know, the concepts that we read about into our everyday life, uh, you know, it started with mental affirmations. So the first thing I worked on was mental affirmations. Um, and really, uh, spirituality ascension was more of a mental pursuit for me. Like I read about things and I could talk about them and I could discuss them. But then I uh, realized that uh, it wasn't just about talking the talk. It, it was about walking the walk and anchoring, you know, the things that we actually uh, read about and learn into our everyday life. Um, and I'm very blessed and fortunate that I get to do that in my life. So as a father, um, I get to um, um, anchor these principles into how I treat my children, how I interact with them. Uh, as a husband, I get to anchor these principles into how I relate with my wife, my partner. Um, as an entrepreneur, I get to anchor these principles into how I run um, our business and how I interact with others on a business level. Um, yeah. So, um, so that's about it. So prior to this, prior to these books and things like that, what was your state of mind? What were you looking, what, what in, what internally made you kind of want to shift or change or to look into a different direction to manifest or create things in your life? I, Honestly, it was just I, I felt like I, I never had enough money to do any of the things that I wanted to do. So I, you know, I wanted to um, uh, go out and be able to, um, um, you know, just just, you know, go out to the movies and, and have a car that I could drive around. In. And I wanted to buy a computer. I was in university at the time and I wanted to buy a computer and I wanted to buy a TV and I wanted to live in a bigger. So it was really material um, material pursuits that that got me into spirituality. Uh, but then, you know, as I as I um, made the, you know, made the commitment to work with the materials that I was reading, I realized um, that n none of these things were manifesting in my life. So I was intending the car, I was intending the computer, I was intending the bigger place. But all I was getting in its place was actually a lot of trauma, a lot of mm. Um, and at the time, I didn't understand. I was like, well, you know, this isn't working. I'm intending more money, but all I'm experiencing is difficulties and challenges. And in hindsight, now I can see that those intentions um, for abundance, you know, basically made all these belief systems and 
uh, internal traumas and core wounds that were blocking abundance from manifesting into my life. It, it actually had the effect of, of allowing those to surface. Uh, and I didn't know how to deal with them at the time. I would get triggered, I would get angry, I would get frustrated. And I'd be like, oh, this isn't working. And at the time, you know, this was back in, in the late 90s, there was very little content. Um, you know, the internet was still in its, in its early stages and there weren't mm -hmm. many people writing about this kind of stuff. So a lot of it was, was, you know, having to sit down and face these things on my own. I find it's amazing today you know, the amount of information and content that's available is just amazing. And I'm, I'm very blessed and grateful uh, to have access to it. At the time, I didn't. But now, in hindsight, I understand that um, uh, what was happening, you know, my intention to, to manifest all this abundance in my life was actually causing um, all these um, unhealed traumas and core wounds to come up and surface for me to look at and, and, and try to heal. Um, and so I just, you know, kept on looking for as much information as I could. Um, I stumbled onto materials. Um, there was a school at the time, it was called the Spiritual School of Ascension. Um, and I just kind of started, you know, reading a lot of the articles and the material that they were publishing at the time. And, and it was very difficult, you know, because on one hand, I, I believed in the stuff inherently in my heart, even though I didn't understand it. I knew there was a bigger purpose to living our life. And I knew there was something, but I didn't know what it was. Uh, at the same time, you, we were very much anchored in our physical life. So I did have to deal with my family um, and with people in my life who didn't believe in this stuff and who thought it was, you know, like alien principles mm -hmm. to them at, at the time. So that was a very big challenge for me uh, where I had to, you know, when I, when I was alone, I could sit down and read about these spiritual principles and study them and try and anchor them. But then I would walk out of my bedroom, literally walk a few steps put on the mask um, for my family where they could deal with me and, and not be threatened by, by this person who is talking about ideas and concepts that seem foreign to them. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was a challenge at the time is, is, is wearing these different masks. So I was, I was a certain person in front of my family, you know, the person that they could relate to and, and find familiar. And then when I was on my own, I went into, you know, spiritual mode and talking about, you know, all these concepts and going to other you know, planes of creation and, and anchoring, you know, language of light codes and such. Um, so that was a challenge. And I'm very blessed and grateful that today I don't have to do that anymore. Um, I could be, you know, my authentic self, regardless of who it is that I'm interacting with. Um, I was a lot more insecure. Um, and I did really didn't know how to deal with those insecurities. Um, and, and now after years and years of, of focusing on this work and again with all the wealth of information that's available today you know we, I, I come to understand that you know these insecurities are the unhealed parts of ourself um, that just act out because that's all they know how to do and mm -hmm. you know when, when these parts try to convince us that we need to wear these masks these parts are trying to protect us because these very same parts um, are the the parts of ourselves that themselves were shamed uh, ridiculed and you know they they just don't want us to go through uh, the same trauma that they've been through they want us to they, you know they want to protect us from it and that's why we're called to wear these masks um, and now I, I realize that the only way to really heal these parts is to is to um, anchor our authentic self uh, regardless of our fears regardless of our insecurities 
and just allow things, you know, allow the people who are meant to stay in our lives to stay in our lives and allow the people who are not meant to be there to fall away. Yeah. So when you use the word authentic self, what is your definition of that? How would you describe it? You know, it's, it's a great question. Um, and, and I've thought very, because I, I would read about being your authentic self. I would even write about it. But you're right. What does it actually mean? And, and I think today, my authentic self just means that I can be aligned, fully aligned. So, so the four aspects, like what I think, um, what I say, what I feel, and what I do are in alignment. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that um, one of the biggest challenges for me was, was being aligned. So in my thoughts... Uh, I knew that I wanted to adopt the spiritual principles and I wanted to be um, more accepting of uh, of all these different principles. But then w- when it came time to talk about it, um, all these insecurities and fears would creep in hmm. and my words, my thoughts would get filtered. Um, and I would I would end up not saying exactly what I felt or what I thought about, but what maybe I felt would be acceptable uh, to others, given given who I was dealing with. And I think now just being authentic is being aligned. Uh, if I think about something, then I do my best to talk about it. And I do my best to act it out and feel, um, uh, put in the feelings as well um, behind it. And, and for all of it to be coming out of the same space, to be aligned, to, to talk the talk, to walk the walk, um, and to feel it and to act on it. So... Yeah, I feel I feel that's really what what showing up and being authentic is all about. Um, and I feel like everything around us works against us um, to 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 not enable us to do that. So, um, you know, whether it's friends or whether it's colleagues at work and um, whoever it may be, even family members projecting their own fears onto us and really not giving us the safety and the security to feel like we can show up um, like we're meant to. And you know what, this is, you know, I'm, I'm here on vacation visiting family and, and I feel this time of year is, is, um, is, is very challenging, but at the same time is a great opportunity to really, uh, first of all, gauge how far along we've come from one year to the next, because you know, I find with family, they know how to trigger you. They know how to push your buttons instinctively. They don't even have to think about it. They just know. And, and so to be, to, to congregate um, in large numbers with family members, all these people that uh, know exactly how to push your buttons and to be able to, um, you know, be my authentic self, you know, despite the fact that I'm surrounded by people who, um you know, I might be intimidated by or afraid to share with or, or whatnot for fear of being ridiculed or for fear of being shamed or, or not accepted uh, is a great way to to find out if, if we're actually being in alignment. And, and I find every year as we congregate, um, I'm able to anchor more and more of my authentic self, um, um, you know, when I congregate around family. So a few years back, um, when I would get together with family, I would be a completely different person. So everything that I've learned or gone through uh, would just fly out the window. The minute I would walk into the house, surrounded by family, it would be the old Yazid. Uh, and I find every year um, I'm finding the courage um, to anchor more and more in my authentic self 
to mm-hmm. act the way that I feel is in alignment with how I feel and what I think and not based on how others will perceive me and accept me. And so for everybody visiting family and being surrounded by family, I know it's very challenging. Um, I walk around triggered all day long. So, so in, in these congregations, um, you know, I've got that burning sensation in my gut and in my chest. I'm, I feel uncomfortable. I feel like, you know, sometimes I feel like I just want to try and uh, walk away from the situation. I feel like there's too much to handle. Uh, but I feel the more persistent I am, the more resilient I am, just sitting there and being present with that discomfort. Um, you know, peace. I used to think peace was, was, was something that I could experience just when I was happy and when I was joyful. And now I realize that peace is actually an experience um, that, that uh, can, you know, you can expand it to include those uncomfortable moments. So um, whenever, the, you know, today and, and, and during this trip, whenever I feel the discomfort and I feel that burning sensation in my gut, and I feel like I just want to run away from this. I, I take a breath. I bring myself into the present moment. And I say, I'm going to sit with this. I'm going to mm-hmm. stay with this discomfort. And I'm going to resist the temptation to react. I'm going to resist the temptation to lash out in anger. Um, you know, when I feel the discomfort, the first thing I want to do is lash out at the person in front of me to try and release some of that discomfort. Um, and what I, what I do my best at these days is to not react, to just sit with that discomfort uh, allow it to sink in, lean into it. Um, and I find sometimes it takes longer than, you know, today it, it took a few hours, but eventually it does really dissolve and, and, and there's a softness and tenderness that comes through um, and just the feeling of, of being okay with, mm-hmm. with not being comfortable and not, you know, having it all figured out. Uh, but just the commitment to sit there and stay with it and be present I find is is enough to to help us you know go through those moments. So I'm sending love to everybody um, in these situations these days. I know it can be difficult to be around family, um, and I know for most of you tuning in, um, you are likely also dedicated to becoming the best version of yourself. And really, that does mean sitting with those uncomfortable feelings and emotions and working through them. And yes, finding the space in your heart to keep it open and just, you know, forgive uh, anything that may be going on in your life right now. And I think that's really important. A lot of the things that you talk about, because through the transformation of our lives, we will feel things that are uncomfortable. If you really want to see how far you've gone with your personal development, go sit with your family. Go sit with your parents because they don't see you as you'll always be the baby. You'll always be the kid. They'll always treat you like that. And it's not like they're trying to do anything negative, but that is their perspective. And that's the way that they see you. They see you through that lens. So when you're like, I've done this, this, and this, they have all the images of when you were in diapers or all the images or where you were in school and and stuff that they so clearly remember, but you don't. And then when they bring it up, you're like, Oh, but but that's not me because I'm this and this. And like, we attach ourselves to different ideas and different uh, beliefs that we have. It's almost like their perspective and our current perspective are not matching, causing this little bit of a rift and and, uh, uncomfortable feeling. But what I liked about what you said is it's okay to be uncomfortable. Um, And what I like what you said is it's not about being reactive. It's about being responsive. Right. 
And instead of being like no to the feeling and, and, and trying to like enrage it and add fuel to the fire, you sit with it, you ask questions and you give it oxygen and eventually the fire goes out. Now, each time we do that, it's, it takes time. Yes. But in, in the long run, we, we gain a level of awareness. Question that I have, I want to ask you because you kept on using this one word. What does anchor mean? Anchor. So, and, and, and this is, um, you know, more to do with the, you know, the mental aspect of it. So I find that it's one thing to read about spiritual principles. It's one thing to even talk about spiritual principles too, to process it up here in your brain. Um, but then to bring that knowledge and allow each and every single cell of your body to, to embody it as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as an example, you know, um, I, I would always read about um, how to deal with getting triggered. So um, in the past, whenever I would, I would get upset or angry or get offended, I think offense is, is the word here. Anytime mm -hmm. I would get offended at something that somebody said or did, um, I would identify with the part of me that's offended uh, and I would, you know, respond to the person, react to the person based on that, based on the fact that I was offended. Well, how could you say that? And no, that's not true. And, and, and I don't believe in that. And, and just, you know, go on on a bit of a rant and, and almost like a situation where, where it's, it's you versus somebody else. Mm -hmm. um, and then and then through reading about triggers and the fact that if it's if it's if something if there's an, a difficult emotion inside of you um, that the other person um, might have triggered well yeah so 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 they might have triggered it but if it's inside of you then it belongs to you and that was interesting to me I was like okay so so I like the fact that this is a more empowered approach Mm -hmm. where I actually have the choice of what to do with this burning sensation in my in my chest or in my gut. But it was a lot of it was just talking about it. And then I would go out to my friends and I'd be like, guys, you know what, the next time somebody, you know, offends you, just sit there and, you know, um, uh, realize that it's inside of you. And it's something that you need to heal with and don't react to the person. And, and I would talk about it. And I would even write about it. And I would think about it. But, you know, an hour later, somebody would trigger me and I would be out there screaming my head off. At them. So that's what I mean by anchoring. I think it's one thing to talk about it, but then to actually take that knowledge and let it come, you know, filter down again into each and every single cell in your body so that when you're presented with a situation, you actually behave in the same way that you're talking about. And so that's what I mean by anchoring. And I find that's one thing that's missing in a lot of, uh, the spiritual communities, um, certainly the ones that I, you know, I, um, I observe or, or you know, uh, uh, um, I see from time to time is, is that a lot of it is, is what people talk about and what they write about, but then they walk out the door and that's not necessarily how they're living their actual lives. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think it's very important for, and, and this is also, um, you know, going back to the point of being authentic and being aligned, uh, your your actions have to match your words and your words have to match your thoughts and everything has to to come aligned with your feelings as well. And so um, I'm very focused on that. And that's one thing that I like to talk about, about a lot is is being able to 
not only talk about these principles, but to actually live by them, exhibit them, uh, and demonstrate them through example in your life. I like that. So with your experience and the things that you've tried to do in your life and whatnot, are there two, three, four principles that you use constantly to help guide you or things that you could share with others that might be able to help them as well? Um, you know, I think there's, I think there's a lot of, uh, principles that I'd like to talk about. Um, if you just give me a minute to see what comes through right now, um, forgiveness. So forgiveness mm. comes through. Um, and you know, one of the, one of the things that's difficult to come to terms with is that really we are here to forgive um, and exhibit compassion. Um, and, and it's very hard to do that because I think, um, you know, when, 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 and certainly this has been my experience mm -hmm. is, is as I'm dedicated to becoming the best version of myself, I've realized that it entails um, having to um, forgive traumas and karma and patterns that are not simply my own but that have to do with my lineage my ancestry so you know we are all part of a bigger tapestry um and not everybody um in that tapestry or lineage is willing to heal their traumas and karma and patterns um and what i've i've come to realize is that when we you know make the commitment to, to walk the spiritual path and to become the best version of ourselves, we are also making the commitment to heal all the karmas and wounds and traumas that are running in our family, not just our, not, not just our own self, um, that, that you know, the other members of our family have chosen not to heal in this lifetime. So a lot of, a lot of times um, I find I get triggered by the actions of people or by the words of people. And I'll say to myself, I'm like, why am I feeling triggered by this? I, I, I don't act this way. And, and it's not about ignorance. It's, it's, it's about being honest. I say to myself, well, I, I don't really exhibit that behavior that this other person is exhibiting. Why does it bother me so much? And why does it trigger me so much? And this isn't mine. I don't think I need to deal with this. Um, and I've, I've come to realize that I'm not only here to deal with those patterns that I exhibit, I'm here to deal with those patterns that some of my family members have exhibited and some of my past ancestors have exhibited, but have chosen not to heal. And so these traumas really do get passed down uh, the generations. So, you know, anything that I'm dealing with today, my, my big traumas or karma, if I choose not to heal them, if I choose not to release them and forgive them, you know, it just means that my kids are going to have to um, deal with it at a later stage in their life because it is it is the responsibility of that particular lineage. And so forgiveness is, is I guess, one of the biggest things that um, I find um, challenging to anchor in my life is, is just the ability to forgive. You know, mm. I, I just feel there's so much pain, there's so much trauma stored in, in our bodies um, and, and it can be very difficult to, to forgive to, because a part of us, I guess, feels like if we forgive, then, then, you know, we're, 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 um, 
uh, what's the word? We're, we're um, letting the other people get away with whatever situation that, that they dealt us. Um, and even though I keep on reading about the fact that forgiveness is, is more for us than for others, um, I find that it's, it's, it's a vibration that's missing um, in, in, in our everyday lives. And, and that's why it's such a challenge to, uh, to do it ourselves. Um, but really, forgiveness is key. The ability to forgive ourselves and forgive others in the greater understanding that we have all been part of the dramas. And if it hasn't been in this lifetime, then it has been in a past lifetime. We have all been part of it. We have all been the accuser. We have all been the accused. Um, you know, we have all been the victim. We have all been the victimizer. We have all been all these things. And, and the more I, I am able to forgive others and myself, the more um, release I feel from all these burdens of these traumas and these like really deep and, and, and stuck energies that we find ourselves in. So I, I would say forgiveness is, is something that I try to practice as much as possible in my life. And it is very difficult because it, it's so easy to um, identify with the parts of ourselves that are wounded, that want payback, that want revenge, that want, uh, to make the other person feel like they made us feel. Mm -hmm. But really, all that does is, it, is if, we, if we identify with those aspects of ourselves, all we're doing is just repeating the same cycles over and over again. And I find forgiveness really does break the cycle. I've seen it. I've seen how um, forgiveness in action can actually heal and break cycles and patterns. Um, but it is very difficult. And to this day, I have to struggle every day to 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 remind myself that we are here to forgive. We're here to heal and forgive and let go so that a new day can be born where these patterns and traumas and 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 and, and this karma doesn't have to repeat over and over again. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's a really great principle as well. Um every day when I do my meditation and when I finish I always say I always when I'm doing my prayers I always say May I forgive, may I be forgiven, and may I forgive myself because I'm going to make a mistake. Somebody's going to make a mistake, but I forgive them. I forgive myself. This is life. Nobody's really trying to do anything towards you. They're just trying to figure self, try to figure things out internally inside of themselves. And sometimes it might feel like, well, why is this person out to get me? But it's, it's not so much that. It's what is going on with the person? What is going on in their lives? And better understanding it, better being responsive and, and understanding and holding space can make a very big difference. Forgiveness is, is an, um, a phenomenal thing because, you know, there's so many sayings that when you're angry, like, it's like anger is like holding a hot coal in your hand, hoping that the other person will get burned, or it's like drinking poison and hoping the other person dies. It's the things that we hold internally for ourselves because we feel like this is going to do something for the other person ends up hurting us more and helps ends up hurting us more health me health mental and whatnot makes a very big difference so before we go let me ask you um let me ask you two questions the first question would be like is there any fun interesting projects or things that you are currently working on these days so um so, you know, I'm very um, committed and, and dedicated to the business that we're so, so the, you know, the business 
um, um, that I'm part of, my wife and I, we, we uh, started a, um, an ice cream parlor about mm. four years ago. And so that really takes up a lot of my, our time. And, and so I'm, I'm really fully committed and dedicated to that. And, and um, um, it, it's something that we're very passionate about. The, the reason we started our business four years ago is because uh, we wanted to feed our kids um, uh, clean ice cream. And we, we realized that uh, most of the ice cream that's available um, on the freezer shelves of supermarkets and in stores is filled with um, all kinds of additives and chemicals and preservatives and, and, and refined sugars and, and just, you know, stuff that's, you know, very bad for you. And so, you know, at the time I, 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 t I turned around, asked my wife if it was a very gifted, um, that's not what she does for a living. She, she's a, she was a banker and a, a financial advisor, but she was also personally at home a gifted chef. And so I turned over to her and I said, can you make ice cream that's not only tasty, but it's also healthy? And so she, she pulled up some frozen banana ice cream recipes off the internet, started putting her own uh, ingredients and, mm -hmm. um, and passion into it. And then, um, you know, as she started developing all these recipes and I, and I realized how tasty they were, I was like, listen, you know, that there is a gap in the market for great tasting ice cream that's also healthy and nutritious. And, and that's when we started our business. Uh, and, it, and it's been an amazing adventure. Um, you, you know, and maybe moving away a little bit from the ice cream, one of the most amazing things of, of, of having an ice cream parlor is the fact that we have all these customers walking in on a daily basis. And it's just a great opportunity to, to interact with people, um, to learn a little bit more about ourselves and about others, and to test our ability to deal with those, you know, triggers that we get. And um, you know, the times where we feel like we want to react. So hmm. um, not only do we get to uh, create beautiful, clean ice cream that's healthy and nutritious for you, uh, but we also get to um, deal with all these amazing customers and anchor the very spiritual principles that we believe in um, and, and the way that we deal with them. So that's mostly what I'm working on right now. Um, another project that, that I... Um, that, that, that I'm very passionate about is called Love FM. Um, and, and what is Love FM? It's this idea that I, um, that I was inspired to, to anchor. Um, and, I, you know, I just looked around and, and noticed that there's a lot of fear-based programming that's being broadcast in the world around us. So, you know, you turn on the TV, you turn on the radio, you, you watch the news, you read a newspaper, and a lot of the content is there to entice fear um, uh, into, into us. And I felt like there wasn't enough love being broadcast. And so that's where Love FM came in. Um, it's partly um, uh, an Instagram account where I share some thoughts um, about what I've gone through in my life and, and the different spiritual principles that have helped me become, you know, come closer towards becoming the best version of myself. The other part of it is this amazing class um, that I've been doing and, and it involves a combination of meditation, yoga, exercise, and dancing. And I, I, would, I just want to take a moment here to honor you, Aaron, uh, because, um, you, you know, although it had been a dream that was inside of my heart, it wasn't until I met you um, and went through this beautiful workshop that you put together uh, for the small group of, the, of individuals that you know it was i believe it was three classes that we did over a three-month period and it was 
meant to bring us closer to who we are. So answering the question, who am I? Remember, uh, that was the first thing you told us, who am I? And, and honestly, like, I think a week or, or a week or two weeks after finishing the third class of the workshop, I, I started the Instagram account, which I had been talking about for so long, and then uh, moved into doing the class. And I was very um, hesitant about doing it. I remember even the day before the class was supposed to happen, I met up with you, Aaron, and I was like, listen, man, I'm going to do this. Believe me, I'm going to do this, but I need another week. Give me another week. I'll be ready in a week. And Aaron looks at me and he says, well, listen, man, brother, I, I'm going to do this class tomorrow with or without you. And that really, <laughs> that really gave me um, the urge. I was like, wait a minute. What do you mean you're going to do the class? This is my <laughs> class. It's my dream. That's what I want. And I went and I did the class. And, and um, I haven't, you know, over the past few weeks, because we've been busy with work, I haven't been able to do it. But it is a passion of mine. And, and I believe as the business picks up and as we have more people come on board to help with the different sides of the business that's what i want to dedicate my life to is mm -hmm. the love fm project to broadcast just more love uh to anchor um more love for people to be able to to uh, tune into as they're going through their days in these you know difficult moments whether you know reading the posts that i make or if the, if people are having a particularly difficult day maybe even come and attend the class uh, which is meant to create a group energy flow uh, that will help, um, you know, the different members of the group rise above and go through whatever um, difficulties they may be faced in their life. So thank you. I honor you for, for um, uh, pushing me and encouraging me to, to, uh, to start doing the class and start the Instagram account. It has been the most, you know, um, uh, rewarding experience that I've, um, you know, had the privilege of being part of. And even today, doing this live video, um, you know, I, we, you know, I always talk about sharing more about myself, and and I never get around to do it. So thank you for putting this together and giving me the opportunity to come out here and just be present and, and share share of myself and and giving me a safe environment with with which to do so. So thank you, much love, brother. I I love you and I honor you um, for what you do and who you are. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. I really do appreciate your words. So last question before we finish. Um, if you had the ability to speak to your younger self, what would you say to them? So I would, I would, um, I would say, I would tell them that it's okay. Um, that they went through these traumas that they went through, that it wasn't their fault. Hmm. Um, and that um, there's nothing for them to be to feel ashamed of, that they don't need to um, continue wearing these masks that they have been wearing. And I would tell them that uh, I'm here today to give those those parts of myself that needed the love. I'm here to give it to them. Mm -hmm. um, that they don't need to go and look for it elsewhere, that uh, they don't need to um, find solace and comfort in, um, you know, their uh, um, interactions with other people or, um, you know, being recognized by other people that today I am um, uh, a wiser version of myself and that I'm here to give them the love 
um, that they couldn't get when they were younger. Uh, and, and, and through those different traumas that they went through, um, and that it's okay um, to um, feel all those deep and heavy emotions um, and that through accepting those, you know, um, circumstances and, and situations that they went through as being necessary, uh, even though they were hurtful and painful, that there is peace in that, in the acceptance. Mm. Um, and yeah, and, and, and that they are safe and they are loved and they are taken care of um, because today I understand a lot more than I understood before. Uh, and I open my heart to them and I embrace them with all my heart and I accept them exactly as they are. Um, and that there's no need to be ashamed or afraid uh, of whatever uh, patterns that they have exhibited in the past and whatever they have gone through. It is okay. Everybody, whether they admit it or not, struggles and everybody has gone through these traumas. Um, and, and, and it's okay. It's okay to be, to be who we are and it's okay to not be okay. And, and through this acceptance and love, um, all will be eventually healed. Oh, beautiful. Well, I really appreciate you. I appreciate your time. Just want to acknowledge you as an individual, you know, knowing you for so many years, watching you, your growth, your change, your um, just determination to find out more, to ask more questions, to get uncomfortable and to be more responsive, loving, creating, and really pushing yourself to new areas while being able to you know, bring in different conversations that you might not see eye to eye in, but willing to listen, to engage, and to explore. Um, you know, I've definitely seen you with your children, so acknowledge you for just being the amazing father you are, for the shop that you create, you. and for the space that you create for other people. You are an amazing being, and thank you so much for just being here and being one of my good friends. Thank you. I honor you and I love you. And, and there's one thing that I just want to say b b before we go, and this is something that really came to me dur during this, this, this uh, congregation with my, with my family over the holidays is, you know, we always um, shy away from heartbreak and we consider heartbreak to be, you know, a painful experience and something that, you know, is to be avoided. And, and what I've realized is um, if, if we, truly are committed and dedicated to to forgiving that can only be done through an open heart and um, the only way for a heart to open is for it to be broken so even though when we go through these situations where our we feel like our and, and our heart really truly does break you know it's not just words we say you, you say ah oh, you broke my heart or i feel my heart is broken and it is true uh, but the upside of it is you know, even though there's pain in the heartbreak, it's also an opportunity for your heart to, to, to literally break open. And the more your heart can break open, the more forgiveness you can anchor and the more forgiveness you can feel and the more you can heal. And so one thing I just want to say is we need to realize that as painful as heartbreak is, it is necessary. Our hearts have been shut, you know, our hearts got shut down very early in childhood for most of us through traumas or um, um, 
you know, incidents that we were subjected to and our hearts shut down. And that's why it's so difficult to forgive. Um, and so I, I firmly believe that people come into our lives, break our hearts, not because they want to hurt us, because ultimately it is only through heartbreak that we can open up our hearts again and truly feel. And as you feel the pain, you will also be able to forgive. And so love the heartbreaks, forgive those that have broken your hearts in the greater understanding that it is only through that heartbreak that the light can actually come in and that your heart can open. Um, yeah, and I just wanted to leave everybody with that beautiful thought. I send love and blessings to you, brother, and to everybody out there uh, on this path and on this journey. I love you, and I honor you for showing up day after day and being the beautiful, authentic selves that you are. So, before we go, where can people find you? Um, so I, I do have my uh, Insta Instagram account. It's called Love FM, and I really do just um, share my heart there. That's what it is. People, a lot of people ask me, "What do you share?" And I say, "I share my heart." Um, uh, a lot of the things that I share on that account, I, I'm still not confident enough to talk about um, in person because yes. I still do have those fears and insecurities. But I find on, on Love FM. I'm able to just really share my heart. Um, and I intend that one day I will muster the courage and the strength, much like you, dearest brother, um, to be able to share of myself, you know, um, authentically in, in person. So find me on Love FM. Um, I promise you one thing that you will um, 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 get to experience heartfelt communications uh, and messages on that account. Uh, and I have, you know, a big dream for the Love FM class to expand and get bigger. And, and so you'll also be able to find out more about that as I'm able to dedicate more time to it. Beautiful. Well, you're, uh, for all those things that you, you talk about that you want to be, you're doing a pretty good job by doing that already. So once again, thank, thank you, you so much. And I appreciate you speaking to us. I know that you're away, you're on vacation or with family. So it does mean a lot to me that, all right, brother. Once again, another great talk. I really appreciate you. Love you. And we'll do this again soon. Blessings, brother. Take care. Same to you, brother. Bye-bye.